Welcome back to the Well Podcast. Man, it was so hard to not do an episode last week. I tried to get to the microphone all week long, trying to get my son ready and packed up and prepared for college, and I wanted to get behind the microphone so bad. I know that we are all drowning as moms with back to school and supplies and paperwork and the schedules and and juggling everything. I really wanted to connect with you guys, but know that you understand that when stuff gets too much, something has to give. So I hope that if your kids have started school, (laughs) you are doing okay. It got a little hairy for me, I'm not gonna lie. I really love to be consistent with this podcast. I love to have episodes on Tuesdays and Thursdays. They are usually pre-recorded and scheduled to go out, or I guard my calendar to get to connect with you guys, but it just was not possible. And so I'm here today to talk about that. How are you feeling as a mom? Is the pressure of parenting this time of year getting to you? Welcome to The Well Podcast, a safe place to find health and wholeness for your body, mind, and heart. My name is Kari Davis, growing up a pastor's daughter, being widowed at 38 with three little kids, being betrayed by those close to me, and now blending my family with a man that made my heart come back to life. I know that life can change and get derailed, but come to The Well, our online wellness collaborative where you will find restoration through wellness, inner healing, faith, and freedom. In the Bible, the woman at the well went for water, but when Jesus showed up with truth and healing, she got living water. So grab your bucket, a cup will not do, and join me at the well. It's time to refill, reset, and restore. So I had things all wrong in my head about college drop-off. And if you have little kids home right now, Bless your heart. You're so lucky you don't have to deal with this yet. It was a little harder than I thought. (laughs) But I hope that this episode gives you kind of the end game of what, as a 45-year-old, I turned 45 last week, as a 45-year-old with a son that's in college, I have a lot of introspection and reflection going on right now. And so maybe you have way older kids than me. Maybe you have way younger kids than me. Maybe you have kids that are about to go into the season, and I really hope that this gives you some perspective, warms your heart, and I hope that we are all in this together. So I think I had things all wrong in my head about college drop-off, like since I had a baby. We dropped Aiden off last week, Bobby, my husband, um, Aiden's stepdad, and I went and dropped him off at FSU in Tallahassee. And wow, it's such a different world in college. That's for another day. Kids are so lucky these days. Colleges are like resorts with all of the sports and all of the activities. And the union hall is brand new and has bowling in the basement. And the the dining hall has sushi. It's, It's amazing. But I am so proud of Aiden and his accomplishments. He has an amazing scholarship. I'm just, I'm so proud of him. And I know that he is in the right place. I know that God has worked all things out and prepared his heart, prepared his mind for his grades, all of the the right platitude things. But (laughs) 
I didn't realize how much anticipation had been in my heart for this since he was born. Not because I can't cut the cord or not because I don't think that he'll do amazing. I know that he will. But I was telling myself lie after lie. I thought that this was the end for me as his mom. I was seriously in a hurry to get all of the things done for him to leave like this was my last day. (laughs) It sounds so stupid now, but I think that I've really told myself this story his whole life, but I had it all wrong. (laughs) Ever since that Aiden made me a mom, I have been dreading the day that he leaves. I thought that this day meant that my time was over. He was gone and out of the house. And if I didn't teach him everything and just shove in everything into his little brain and into his mind and into his heart, I was going to fail as a mom. (laughs) I was so anxious getting him ready. I wanted to teach him everything about credit cards and setting a budget. I made an appointment at the bank. (laughs) Oh, man. Some of it was good, but I gave him the credit card talk and we talked a lot about spending. I was sneaking in conversations about girls and how the college is making things very easy for people to be sexually active and all of the things that he needs to be careful about. Now, I wasn't being crazy. I would try to like say it nonchalant and, you know, I tried to be smart about it, but in my heart, I was anxious and freaking out. (laughs) And then I was just thinking, is the right stuff in the dorm? Is he going to feel like taken care of and comfortable? Or is he going to be upset in his bed at night if it's not comfy? I'm like imagining him in his little bed. (laughs) But then some of it was even deeper. Did I pray with him enough as a kid? (laughs) Did I swear too often? Did I teach him enough about nutrition And I'm a self-care coach. Did I teach him about, does he have a self-care plan? I asked him one day, do you want to come to my office and do a self-care session with me? (laughs) He was like, mom, no. Will he use his oils or is he, I've raised him to use natural wellness preventatively and proactively in his life. But is he going to go to CVS and load up on a bunch of over-the-counter meds? He said, Mom, I am not going to use all of this. I said, yes, you will, right? But will the college try to sway his brain? Will people make him question his faith? Will there be an agenda for people buying for his mind and his heart? And I was so anxious until I was sitting. We took him golfing. One afternoon, I wanted to stay and like organize his dorm room and like disinfect it with On Guard, but Bobby and Aiden really wanted to golf and we were sitting on the golf course and I was just, the sun was setting. I think that's why I love golf because I'm such a nature person. When I'm out in nature, I'm such a better person. (laughs) That's why if you follow me on social media, you see me walking all the time and I post my nature pictures because it just makes me feel so much better, but... I'm sitting out there and I'm looking at him and I'm looking at Bobby and I'm so grateful that I found a Christian husband and a great stepdad to my son, but I'm also feeling sad that what if he's thinking, you know, when your husband passes away and I always kind of have that fear of would he rather his dad be here than me type of thing, you know, or 
is he just so sad or is he processing this? You know, there was way more than to the story of, of Aiden leaving. He lost his dad at 12 and it's a, it's been a lot. But I was sitting there and my heart just calmed. And I was reminded with that sweet, small voice that I was when he was a baby and when I gave him to God, you know, in baptism when he was a baby. And I was just like, he's God's. He's not mine. He was given to me on loan and God loves him more than I do. So I read this devotional then when I got home and it was just what I needed to hear. So maybe it's what you need what you need to hear today. It's called Grace for Moms. It's in a book called Savor by Shauna Nequist. Let's think about grace. Grace from a God who loves us and values us and picks us up every time we fall. With just exactly the same love and tenderness you feel when you pick up your kids after they've fallen. Let's think about grace from a God who loves our sons and daughters even more than we do. Let's think about the grace we show one another when we finally drop the comparisons and the Instagram images and really walk with one another on the good days and the bad days. Let's think about honesty and helping and telling our stories. Let's give each other a break and a little help and some soft places to land. If you're a mom, what you do is nurture and protect and give grace. You do it all the time, and it's very important because it reminds us in daily, tangible ways how God nurtures and protects and gives grace. And maybe today, the one who really needs that nurturing and protection and grace is you. (gasps) Isn't that crazy? And it's not even like today, you know, there's one for every day of the year and it's from May. I just happened to open it up and that was the one. And I was like, oh my gosh, I am just making this all about me. I'm making this all about my good parenting or bad parenting or what I need to do for this kid. And he is God's. He has been given to me on loan and... I was just so wrong in how I was thinking about it. And then as I was watching him on the golf course, I was just looking at him and every mistake and every skill that I have had or made as a mom is part of who he is. And I have regrets just like everyone. But I also have have times where I know that he's watched when he sees me at church or doing anything faithful. Um, And that's not why I do these things. It's for my own well-being and mental health and because God has me. But I just think that all of those little things are what does make him, but it's not just up to me. The parents, the coaches, the teachers, the pastors, the Sunday school teachers, the media, the friends, The people at the grocery store, the people at his workplace, everyone has had a part of this kid and I'm just here to catch him when he falls. And I pray that he doesn't fall far or hard in college. But it just reminded me that all that I can do when I'm feeling this pressure as a parent is to rest in that grace and to rest in that knowledge that he's God's before he's mine. 
and it just helped me take a deep breath. And I just, I wanted to share that with you all week, but I was also still grieving. I was just so sad. I lost it in the grocery store. I mean, lost it, saw pierogies, which are his like favorite things (laughs) and burst into tears. It was just like a grieving process. I used to cry all the time at the grocery store as a young widow. I It was so similar and there's so many emotions and I'm not an overprotective mom. Like I, you know, I'm not usually like that, but there was a major grieving process because I think I had been telling myself some incorrect stories for his whole life that I was over, that my time was ending once he went to college. And then I realized how close I feel to my parents now more than ever and and that he's going to always need me as his mom and I was just being ridiculous. So those toxic thoughts, those incorrect stories that we tell ourselves, please don't let them torture your brain. Um, Don't be like me. (laughs) So that does bring up how I I really want to go forward with the other kids. I came home with just a new appreciation for my other four and to be thinking about who does surround them, to be praying more diligently for who comes in their path, who is speaking life into them, who is speaking negativity into them, who is speaking truth into them. And I've just really recommitted to being really, really present when the kids come in the door, looking them in the eye, not always having a podcast in my ears or my phone in my hand that... It has taught me a really great lesson about how quickly life goes with these kids. You might have littler kids and think of me as like an older mom, but I still think of me as a young mom. (laughs) It went so fast. Um, It just went so fast. And I still think of him as a baby. When I look at him, his little smile, I just see a baby And I have allowed him so much freedom and to grow up and to be independent, and he is. But I also, it meant so much to me then when he would send me these little texts or he's going to need me now for different ways. I was trying to push it, but if I let him take the lead, then he's going to come to me. And it was just, it was such an amazing lesson. So I'm setting even more boundaries with the other kids now that I'm back home. I... I'm not being overprotective or helicopter mom, but I am definitely being really intentional with these last two years with my daughter before she goes away. And my middle schoolers, <laughs> the same thing with them. And with my stepson that is seven, I just am looking at ways that I can pour into them in new ways because the first one is really the guinea pig, isn't isn't it? <laughs> and we learn more with the other one. So I'm grateful for this road and I just wanted to share it, share it with you today. Our kids need the grace and we need the grace. And just remember that they are gods. They are loved. God cares even more than we do. He cares about us as children of his. And whatever the kids face this upcoming school year, no matter who comes in their path, no matter what comes in their path, they are loved and they are going to 
be caught by you when they fall, but ultimately we all have a Heavenly Father that cares about these details and the status of our heart and the truth that is spoken to us from Him is just so important for us to guard in our hearts and our minds. So hang in there, moms. (laughs) I know when the pressure of them of everything going so well for our kids gets so strong, it's really overwhelming, but God's got them. I hope that you are feeling refilled after being at the Well Podcast. Please take a second and fill out a review. This is the only way that we know if you're enjoying the podcast and what you're enjoying about it. Also subscribe so that you don't miss any episodes. And we would love to have you in our Facebook community group. The link is in each episode. We are better together at the well.